Welcome back, everybody, to the Box Score Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. On today's episode, we are going to overreact to week one of the NFL season. Before we do that, we're going to talk about the Aaron Rodgers injury and where the Jets go from there. But before we even get to that, I'm going to do my intro, my one big thing going into week one. And now that it's done, it was fun. It was exciting. But we have to remember it was just week one, guys. It was just week one. And why is it important to remember? Well, my my brother does do like a PSA at the end of the podcast too, reminding us all it's just week one. But it's good to remember because we have so much like angst going into week one because we've been waiting all off season, all off season for our teams uh, to be good. We've been waiting all off season to see if our predictions are right. And what ultimately happens is when we are right about something or our biases are right about something, we immediately gravitate towards it and say, oh, this must be true, even though it's just week one. Now, if it's just week one and we have a prediction, we say, oh, it's just week one. But not not if our prediction um, comes comes to fruition. If our prediction doesn't come to fruition, if something bad happens that or opposite of what we predict, we always say, oh, it's just week one. So friends, everybody who listens to this podcast, it's just week one. Now to give you an idea, here are some of the results of week one's last two years, just as a reminder. So in 2022, the Bears beat the 49ers week one, 19 to 10. I don't know if you guys remember that. That was one of the three Bears win through the rest of the season, and we know how far the 49ers got after that. The Washington football team beat the Jacksonville Jaguars last year, 28-22. to Now, you might be like, well, that ain't super surprising. Here's the surprise. Carson Wentz was the starting quarterback, went for four touchdowns, four touchdowns, week one of the NFL season. Uh Wentz was no longer the starter halfway through the season. Um, the The Commanders did not make, or the football team, I can't remember at the time. I think it was the Commanders last year. Uh, did not make the uh, playoffs, and the Jaguars did. Why? Because it's just week one, guys. We're not going to overreact, right? 2021, the Steelers beat the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, in the playoffs, won their division. Lost in 13 seconds to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Steelers barely made the wild card. They were fine. They barely made it. Week one. Uh, Also in 2021, the Saints crushed the Green Bay Packers. 38-3. Jamison Winston had the most passing yards in that game. For 148 yards. The Saints did not make the playoffs. The Packers were the number one seed. Guys, it's just week one. So this is just a PSA. We're going to go a little crazy in this uh, podcast. We're going to talk about some overreactions uh, into week one, the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're going to do all that. But just remember, guys, what happens this week we cannot overreact to. We can't overreact to the Steelers losing big. We can't overreact to... um, the, the Giants not showing up on a Sunday night. We can't overreact to the fact that the Bengals 
lost to the Browns. Remember, the Bengals last year did not do very good for the first four games. They were 1-3. and three. We're not going to overreact to the fact that Jordan Love, well, maybe that's already too late. But we're not going to overreact to these things because, guys, it's just week one. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Box Score Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. On today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the Aaron Rodgers injury. We're going to talk about what the Jets uh, can do moving forward. And then we're going to do our great, good, bad, and ugly recap of week one overreaction edition. And Eric, you're here to do that with me. How's it going, man? I'm I'm happy. My team won. They baked up a victory, so... That is awful. That that I can't believe you did that. Oh, that really, worse. Don't worry. Is that really how you <laughs> open? Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh, let's start by talking about the Aaron Rodgers injury because today it was confirmed that uh, he did indeed rupture his Achilles. So what I thought I'd do is I'd make a power ranking of the uh, as far as who, who's the most disappointed that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play the season. So I got a list for you. you. You tell me how you feel about this list as I go through it. Okay. All right. Okay. So the first one I have is Aaron Rodgers. Is that fair? He's the most disappointed that he won't play out the season. I guess. I mean, he's still going to collect a fifty million dollar check. So. Um... I don't know if he'll be the most disappointed, but he should be. He is very disappointed. I know he wanted to prove people, prove a point to Green Bay, I feel like. Yeah, and I just think anytime you get an injury like that, it just stinks, no matter. (laughs) You make 50 million or not, it just stinks. Okay, number two, I have the Jets fans. Oh, yeah, they're going to be hugely disappointed because their their team overall still has good. I feel like it's the same situation as last year. You thought you solved your QB problem and then first play of the season, nope. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So it, it happened about what five plays in uh, first drive yeah. of the season, and it, yeah, yeah, I know what you meant. Uh, but you know, it's just so crazy because like all the hype in the off season, you get to the game, a lot of pregame hype, and then in in like ten minutes, it's over. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I, if I was a Jet fan, I would be like uh, uh, very depressed at the moment because it's just like, hey, we're going to the Super Bowl. We don't have to see Zach Wilson this year, and then back yeah 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 exactly okay number three i have packer fans tell you why uh okay 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 you agree so basically i have them number three because you you, there are two camps of packer fans ones that wanted to see aaron Rodgers go somewhere and succeed and ones who wanted to see him go somewhere and fail and neither one of them will get that satisfaction to see whether he could have succeeded as a jet or failed as a jet well, then uh, throw this in here. It's a second-round pick for Rodgers now. That's another thing, yep. Yeah, and, it, you know, like, and the the thing in my opinion is the Jets are still a good enough overall team. It's going to be like a mid-second-round pick. Yeah. Or at least it could have been a late first-round pick. Um. So, uh, you know, uh, I don't disagree, Packer fans. I mean, I've talked to a couple already. They're, they're disappointed because – both one of them wanted to see him succeed and the other person they're like i wanted that first round pick yeah 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 good point by the way good job bringing out that pick okay four number four i have prime time networks football games they have five more remaining on the schedule yeah they're gonna get flexed not all of them 
can I, all of them? I they could, I would have to look that up. Sorry, I don't remember on time. But for whatever reason, I was thinking they can flex uh, all primetime games a lot earlier this season. Well, hopefully, because otherwise we got to endure five five primetime games of Zach Wilson as of right now <laughs> going yeah. up against teams. So I think there was two Thursday nights, two Sunday nights, and another Monday night. I think that's how it worked. But um, yeah, we'll see. Okay. And New York is such a big market. And mm-hmm. for that to happen where all of a sudden, you know, all this hype, all this excitement, and like, you know, you're going to get big ratings on the network because it's New York. Even if they can flex it out and get a better game in it, it still probably wouldn't draw the same draws as Jets being good, right? You know, Correct. good. So, yeah, yeah they, they'll be depressed about it. Yeah. Number five, just your average football fan. The ones that watch football on uh, Sundays can watch any game. Uh, the Jets were interesting this year. Uh, great defense, solid wide receiving core, especially with Wilson to see what he did. Uh, or, or I mean, should say uh, could do what he could do with Aaron Rodgers. Now we kind of get robbed of that. Yeah, the only thing I would say that makes some football fans excited just to see what the Jets can do to um, change uh, the uh, what what they can do to solve this problem because oh. uh, you know like if they can do something to give them an opportunity to uh, in uh, still be competitive, even possible Super Bowl contenders because. Outside of the quarterback, they're still a really good team. Yeah, very, very, very true. Uh, that's the only positive is it causes a little bit of drama, right? Like we don't know where they'll go from here, what they'll, you know, where they'll go or uh, who they'll get. Uh, but yeah, you're right about that. And finally, I just wanted to throw this one out there. This is the least and most unimportant group of people that uh, were hurt by it, but any fantasy football player, uh, because we we don't want to make uh, fantasy football like, you know, overcome all the personal problems that people have to deal with. But uh, so at the very, very bottom of my power rankings, I have fantasy football players who drafted Aaron Rodgers. There's a Pacific fantasy football player. I don't know who it is, but the, I, I've seen in the NFL memes. Um they lost the game by like 0. 0.06 points. They that's all they needed from Aaron Rodgers on Monday, and they got zero. God, that's rough. <laughs> so, so he he might relate, or they might relate to this that part more than you would think. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Yep. So those are the power rankings I have. You know, if you you are listening, you have a different one. You know, just just email the show or you can comment down on one of our YouTube videos. Um, okay. Let's talk about where the jets should go from here. So obviously they have a, a couple different options. They could trade for a quarterback. They can just go out in free agency and get one. Um, so um, what I want to do is I want to give you some names and I want you to tell me out of the group of names, uh, maybe the most intriguing one to you to put on the uh, New York jets. Okay. Okay. So this, so me and you, we're 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 the Jets, we're the GM, the the owner, or the owner and coach, or the coach and GM, we're and we're gonna pick someone uh, to to go get. Now I'm gonna leave Tom Brady out of this, assuming that he's still retired. But how would you feel about Tom Brady coming out of retirement and playing for the Jets? I just think it'd be funny. It wouldn't. Uh, it would be hilarious, but I hope he just stays retired. Yeah. What 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 would be the most uh, like the most funny part about it or the funniest thing about it would be the fact that the Patriots just had like his ceremony the week 
this past week and like his retirement ceremony and they're going to forego the four years to put him in the ring of honor or whatever in yeah. in Gillette and now it's like well wouldn't it be hilarious now he goes and plays for the rival after this this beautiful ceremony I'm with you it'd be hilarious that one would be just good comedy I swear yeah, I, I agree. Okay, here are the free agents, um, the group of free agents. So tell me which one interests you the most that they could get free agency. Colt McCoy, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Trevor Simeon, Nick Foles, or Joe Flacco. You have to pick one. Or brainstorm. Had, yeah. If I had to pick one, I would probably pick um matt ryan uh um, okay because you've seen him you, you i i don't know like it's hard to say because i i don't like any of them <laughs> uh, at this point in their career but i'd probably pick matt ryan um i feel like he could still do give you a little bit of something um and uh he, he very accurate. I, I I would have to choose Matt. I think I I just I don't want any of them to be honest. So... Yeah, yeah, right, right. But we have to pick one because yeah. otherwise we have Zach Wilson. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. I would choose. I don't know. Let's go pick up the grocery store. It worked well for the Cardinals with Court or the the Rams with Kurt Warner. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, so here here's my case against Matt Ryan. He cannot move. And yeah, that but, offensive line is not great. Yep. Right. But who, so, who really can in that list? Colt McCoy. I would actually go with Colt McCoy. He can run. He's not turnover-prone type of quarterback. He can be safe. If I had to choose one, and I have to, I think I'd choose Colt McCoy out of that group. I, I would be inquiring about like Heineke and Garden Minshew. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to talk about trades in a second, but that, I mean, out of the free agents, that's that's yeah. your options, so. I don't like my options there. Well, it's, well, here's the thing, though. Aren't all these options better than Zach Wilson? I don't know. Zach Wilson might. <laughs> Did you see the ball? <laughs> well, yeah, entertaining for us, but not for, for Jet fans. That's the problem. Fair enough, fair enough, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's talk trades. Okay, I got. Uh, eight possible trade candidates for the the Jets, and I'm gonna group them up in four, and you tell me the best one out of the four that you would want, and then we'll go to you know like one against one, the last two that are available. So here are the four, the first four: Davis Mills, Jameis Winston, Cooper Rush, or Tyler Huntley. I would actually go Jameis Winston there. You know what? A hundred percent not surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because Jameis, you know, I get everyone's issue with the turnovers with him. Trust me, I understand it. Um, But here's the thing, though. He can make plays on the run. He has a big arm. He can make all the throws and he would have all the weapons in the world. And you could calm him down a little bit with still having a really darn good run game. So I think I'd go after Jameis on that one. Yeah, I'm I'm not against that. Cooper Rush kind of interests me because how well he played when Dak got injured last year. And he would have to play exactly the same way. You just don't make mistakes. You run the ball. You keep the ball safe. You rely on your defense. 
we know Cooper Rush can win games like that, right? We saw him do it last year. Uh, so the the what worry the only thing that worries me about Jameis is he is kind of a gunslinger, right? We know oh, yeah. we do know that you know thirty for thirty, you know what I'm saying oh, yeah. thirty for thirty. So can can you rein him in all season, or is he going to once in a while want to let that baby go? And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but if all you want your quarterback to do is manage the game, it might be better to go with someone like a Cooper Rush over a Jameis Winston. But we'll go with Jameis Winston, okay? I like excitement. Yeah, no, I know you do. Okay, so here's the other four candidates. Ryan Tannehill, Jacoby Brissett, Gardner Minshew, or Teddy Bridgewater? Mm. Ryan Gardner Minshew. Yeah, yeah, okay. I I think he was really exciting to watch, and when he gets going, he's a lot of fun to watch. Um I would love to see him what he could do with those kind of weapons around him. Um and I think he still can make some plays. Uh Bursett is just very plain to me. I don't like Jacoby. I, I don't dislike Jacoby Brissett as a backup. I want to make sure that's clear, but I would not want him as my starter. That's why he's a backup, but I I don't like Jacoby Brissett that much. Teddy Bridgewater, I feel like we've seen who he is enough times. Uh, Teddy two gloves there. I, 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 he doesn't move the needle at all for me. And then who was the first one again? You said Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm with you. I think I would go Minshew as well. Here's why I'm with you. Bursette is good as like a, a backup, but he can be good if your offensive line go- is good and your run game is good. And the, that's the same with Teddy Bridgewater. If you don't have a good offensive line, you don't have a good run game, it's not worth getting those guys. And you don't have a good offensive line. Minshew can work with a bad offensive line or a below average one. And then the same with Ryan Tannehill. Um, he, he's a little bit more mobile, but I just think he might be done. We'll see. He had a bad, we'll talk about it week one, but yeah, um, uh, I'd rather go with Gardner Minshew as well. So that leaves you with the choice between Gardner Minshew and Jameis Winston. And I'd go Gardner Minshew. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, even like, just because, again, I, I do feel like he is a very good improviser and he could work up behind the line and he doesn't have as big of a turnover problem as Jameis did. So that, that'd be the quarterback I would go after or, you know, Heineke. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think I I would go after Gardner uh, as well, um, and, and just roll the dice with that. Better than Zach Wilson, that's for sure. Okay, let's go to the last category: trades. So I pick three players that could possibly be up for trade. One's kind of a wild card, but two two that were at the beginning of the season that possibly they, they could trade for. These are veteran quarterbacks that know how to win. The first one I have is Matthew Stafford. Here, here's the thing. Matthew Stafford won this last week, so it just depends. They'd have to wait a couple of weeks, and hopefully the Rams fall off, and I'm going to tell you their schedule, okay? They got the Niners, the Bengals, the Colts win, Philadelphia, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Dallas, Green Bay, and then they have their bye. There's a potential that they could be two and like seven or two and two and two and four two and set no, I'm not not two and seven sorry two and six or two or three and four or something like that right um so my point is 
would it be worth waiting and seeing if you can go after Matthew Stafford? Oh, absolutely. If you could wait and get, if you could make it happen where you could get Stafford, uh, even six weeks in, from now, you, I, I think that would put the Jets right back as Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, we all seen him. He, he, he does really well under pressure. He always has. He's, he's, he's a great quarterback. So if they could somehow snag him, they'll be right back up the contenders. The biggest issue would be then what do you do next year? Well, Stafford has, I think, just one year left on his deal. That's it. I'm pretty sure. I'd have to double check. Um, you have to give the give him get get him up. Would you have to give your first round pick and then you roll with Rodgers again next year? That'd be interesting. That, yeah, that that would kind of be what you would do. He would be like a freelancer or whatever, like a mercenary, mercenary yeah. quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Okay, uh, another one, Jimmy G. So again, he just came over to the Raiders. Uh, he actually played pretty good. Uh, he, here's the next couple of weeks. So again, they won, so he might not be available. But let's say if they go on a losing streak, here's their schedule, okay? Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Chargers, Packers, New England, Bears, Detroit, both New York teams, Miami, Kansas City. That's a rough schedule. Uh, so... Again, if they go two and five or three and four or one and six, that you know, for first six, seven games, would would you wait as a Jets? And if you had the option, would you trade for Jimmy G? So is it a bad thing if I say Jimmy G is like an upgraded Jacoby Brissett? No. Like he, that's my opinion of Jimmy G. So I wouldn't trade for him. Okay, but, but the question is, is he better than Zach Wilson? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, if you're going by that question, there's like 31 other teams that have a better quarterback than That's Zach right. Wilson. So, but if you're asking me what you'd have to give up to get Jimmy G for one year, I don't think it'd be worth it. Yeah. Um, I don't think because he's not going to lose you games. He wins games, not him, but he doesn't lose games somehow. Uh, he, he has a winning, winning record. So I will say, in you know, in his favor, he finds ways to not lose games. Um, so that is one thing you get with Jimmy G. I just don't think he's the reason he, the team wins. He's just the reason they don't lose, which I mean, with the weapons, it might work out, but I just, I just think he's an upgraded Jacoby Brissett. Just a smart player, makes good passes, doesn't move the needle that much to me. Right. And he just, I think he just signed a contract with the Raiders. So yeah. you're, you're going to have to hold on to him longer. And I don't think I'd want to do that if I'm, I'm the Jets. Um, here's the last player, sort of a wild card, and then we'll get to our week's recap. What about Kirk Cousins? So you might be like, whoa, why would the Vikings want to get rid of Kirk Cousins? Well, remember, he restructured his deal or whatever. He only has one year left. Here's who the Vikings have after losing against Tampa, right? Okay. Eagles, Chargers, Carolina, that's a win. But Kansas City, Bears, maybe a win. Uh, the Niners, Packers, Falcons, Saints, Denver. That's a rough schedule. I don't think the Vikings are going to resign him after this year. So if you're the Vikings, would you trade Kirk Cousins? And if you're the Jets, would you go after him? You go after him if you're the Jets. And if you're the Vikings, you probably should think about trading him because yeah. that's, they're they're going down murder's roar of a schedule. They have one of the toughest schedules, in my opinion, coming off coming up. Them losing this week is not good for the Vikings. Uh, this past week at all, 
So I think you traded, and I have the you say what you want about Kirk. I know I've said not a lot of positive things about him, but that dude can take a beating. Oh yeah, <laughs> he still throws decent passes. So like, um, I, that would be a move I would be willing to make. I, yeah. I, 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 then you can let him go, and you get Aaron Rodgers back next year. I don't think if the Vikings traded them that you'd have to give up a first round pick or anything. I think you could probably get him for a lower, not like a like a mid pick for him. So then you'd be renting him out for a potential Super Bowl run, and then go back to Aaron Rodgers. I yeah. I, I feel like that'd be a good decision. And what drama would it be? And I'm, if I'm the Vikings, I do that because then I'd be like, okay, I'm going after one of those two young guys that are in the draft at that point, which I think would be awesome to see uh, Caleb Williams throwing to Addison and uh, Jefferson. I'm just, that, that'd be kind of cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, so the, the Jets have a lot of options. Obviously some of the options I brought up is, is less realistic than others, but there is a chance for a trade, especially if one of their seasons go, go down, like one, one of their seasons, one of those teams, their season goes down the drain very quickly. Okay. You ready to recap week one? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So once again, we're going to do the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we're going to do the overreaction addition to week one and then we'll have some balanced takes as well but we want to start with an overreaction eric focused on the nfc i focused on the afc eric what is your overreaction great for week one the cowboys defense is the best in the league okay um so now it is a bit of an obviously an overreaction because they versed the giants who didn't do that well but the little bit that I don't think it is is that Micah Parsons is not a human being. No, he's um, not. He, he has it. I mean, I, I don't think I'm breaking any news there. Um, and with the additional and the cornerback, th- that defense looked amazing uh, against the Giants. And I don't like the Cowboys, so this pains me. Um, and it's not really the Cowboys, so uh, but uh, uh, I blame a certain uh, former. Uh, well, he's still a host on sports stations. Why I don't like the Cowboys. <laughs> um, so, um, but um, he, uh, but their defense looked absolutely amazing. Obviously, they're not going to shut people out every week. And Micah Parson is, if I was going to predict someone to break a sack record, it would be Micah Parson at this point. He just cannot be stopped. Yeah. So, did you know how many sacks the Cowboys had on Sunday night? A lot. Seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah. Uh, they had two interceptions. And then uh, what's also interesting is, let's see. I just want to make sure I got this right. The first touchdown that was scored by the Cowboys was after they already had 19 points on the board. So they had a block field goal for a touchdown, and they had oh, an yeah. interception for a touchdown, and then a couple field goals. but they already had 90 points on the board and then Pollard scored a two yard touchdown to make it 26. That is crazy to me. You have 90 points on the board and none of it's like touchdowns from your offense. It's all defense and, and special teams. So good for the Cowboys, man, dude, I, you know, like overreaction, I might be wrong about McCarthy there too. I don't know. Like that team was well coached in that game. You got all off season to prepare for it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. 
uh, that, uh, 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 Brian Dable, actual good co- coach, question mark. No, I'm just <laughs> I like him. Okay. My great overreaction is the Browns are going to be the team to be in the AFC North. Okay. I'm going to tell you why the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're overrated. We overrated the preseason, all the, the off season hype is for nothing. I don't know why we do that. They're overrated. The Bengals, their windows closed already. We saw the way Burrow played. He wasn't that great. Wasn't good. There's no way the Bengals are going to win the AFC North. It is the Browns. Look at how the Browns handled the Bengals. And then the Ravens, they're always injured. Can we really trust Lamar Jackson? They already have J.K. Dobbins injured. Two offensive linemen got injured in a defensive back. All got injured in that game for the Ravens. Cannot stay healthy. The AFC North is now going to be owned by the Browns. All right. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a bit of an overreaction, but I don't completely dislike it. Okay. The Browns defense looked good. Oh, did it ever? The Bengals offensive line looked terrible. Mm-hmm. And so you have the Bengals offensive line looking bad. The Steelers looked awful. And. The Ravens, I mean, I think they'll get better. So I think it'll be, uh, but uh, I'm really concerned about the Bengals right now. Yeah. Um. So and the, because I thought they were going to be contenders, and yeah, I know it's week one, but they still look that that offensive line scares me. And you, you know, you, you have a half a, a quarter billion dollar quarterback back there who's getting beat up. I mean, they pulled their starters, and um i mean the browns need to still get some things figured out but i could see how they could be a very tough team i mean uh they there's a chance they could win that division if the Bengals don't figure out a little bit on the offensive line and i love lamar jackson but scrambling quarterbacks always make me worried i I agree i agree with that um now uh just so we're we're, the 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 balance side of me would tell you that the Bengals always struggle against the browns and last year, I think they started out, uh, the Bengals started out slow. They were one and three and they ended up winning that division. So you're like, it's just, you, I like how you said it's just week one. We'll hold uh, our horses. But I did not know. I don't know how I did not know this. Jim Schwartz is the defensive coordinator for the Browns. I love Jim Schwartz. I didn't, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that either. Okay. And then the other thing, he always does really good at getting to the quarterback, like his defenses. And then did you see that play where um, Miles Garrett, was like acting like before the play, he was like acting like he was practicing his crossover playing basketball. And then like he was going back and forth and he ran up in the middle of the line and he got a sack. Did you see that? No, I didn't actually. Okay. I'm going to have to send that to you. It was ridiculous. Miles Garrett was like playing around out there and then he goes up the middle. and I think he gets that burrow. It was a great, it was a great uh, highlight. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. I'm you ready? Sad. I'm, I'm, I'm sad I missed that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you you will get it though. I'll send it to you. Uh, okay, okay. Let's go. Let's go to the good. You ready for the good? Yeah. What is your good overreaction for the NFC? My good is that the um, Lions are Super Bowl contenders. Mm. So that's an overreaction by all means, but. They beat. Here's how I'm gonna sell it. They beat the Super Bowl champs last year by one point, and I know they're missing one of their better players, but doesn't matter. They won. They were putting pressure on Mahomes, even with their slot receiver, uh, offensive tackle. 
Um, and they they still will do in the and they, they their offense didn't look completely in sync, so they're only going to get better. That offense was one number four offense. It didn't look like the number four offense uh, this week. So in my theory, that means the Lions will be a Super Bowl contender because they beat the Super Bowl champs last year. Yeah, you obviously know I love that take. Yeah. Uh, so so a couple <laughs> couple things. Uh, I agree with the offense. I think the offense will get going. Uh, a little worried that only it seemed like only Aiden Hutchinson was getting to the quarterback. I'd like a little bit more help on that pass rush uh, other than Hutchinson getting to the quarterback every play. I'd like to see somebody else help him. Um, so that's a little bit of a concern. Uh, and obviously it kind of goes into my overreaction, which we won't get into right now. But uh, the Chiefs weren't obviously it's not an asterisk. I don't want to put an asterisk because from week to week, every NFL team deals with their own thing and they have different matchups and teams like somebody try to say, well, it's an asterisk because of this and this. It's like, well, if they're out for the season, you're, you what you're going to say they did. They don't deserve to win. Uh, they found a way to win. It was good. It was a big win, impressive win. And I I'm, I'm excited for the lions. Well, and, Here's the thing that let's go. I'm gonna go back down to earth a little bit here, and you have to be excited if you're a Lions fan because, mm-hmm. you know, yes, they were missing Kelsey and uh, Chris Jones, I believe, is the other person, and those are two big pieces to be missing. But they're still a Super Bowl champs. They still had Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, the Lions were without their number, uh, not the number one receiver, but without one of their receivers, a big player, you know, James Williamson there. Mm-hmm. And you had, I mean, everyone's seen the offensive tackle playing slot receiver. Uh, and that that is a huge advantage against the blitzing end, who is still getting pressure, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um. So, well, you know, there that doesn't help. So, but, you know, they're going to find ways to use Josh Gibbs more. Um, you know they're going to get their offense better. Um, I was just excited to see the Lions' defense. I know Tooney dropped the ball a couple times. Uh, that didn't help and went into a defender's hand. But I was so excited to see the Lions look good. Um, I don't feel like it's a whole overreaction to say they're Super Bowl contenders, but I, I, I they did really good. You have to be excited this year if you're a Lions fan. Yeah, the only, the only part that's a o- overreaction is there was just a couple other teams in the NFC that you're like, well, they they did just a little bit better. <laughs> like the the Niners and the Cowboys looked really good. So the, the Niners did look pretty good. Yeah. I, I I was debating whether or not to put Brock Purdy as a future Hall of Famer as an overreaction. <laughs> that would have been a great overreaction. But I gotta ask the elephant in the room, Eric, because obviously you know we live in Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Um, we well, are surrounded. Oh, that's right. That's right. But we are. Well, I am I, Packer fans up there, too, right? Yeah, it's a it's a pretty like probably like 70, 30 split Packer fans. Yeah. So we're around a lot of Packer fans. I think the upset of the of this segment is you don't have the Packers in the overreaction. Great or good or Jordan Love. Oh, that's because I have the other team in a different one. OK, <laughs> OK, we'll talk about that and then we'll kind of overreact, I think, to the Packers. But yeah, that's that's a tease. That's a tease. OK. Let me go with my overreaction. Uh, it's it's a similar to the grade, but it's a little less. I'm going to have a little less conviction on this one. The great overreaction is the Raiders will win the AFC West. The Raiders will win the AFC West. Look at look at the Kansas City Chiefs, Eric. Who who does Mahomes has the throw to? People who like to bounce the ball off their hands. He, he's never going to complete enough passes to win. The defense, it's it's average, right? The Chargers, they're going to charge every week. We saw it this week. 
Look what happened in Miami in the, at the end of the sec, uh, the first half, they get, they get a PI call to set the Miami dolphins up for a field goal. And then at the end of the game, they get intentional grounding and the dolphins defense could not get to Justin Herbert all game and gets two straight sacks. Like, come on, the chargers are going to charge. And then Denver, it's a cute story. They got Sean Payton, blah, blah, blah. Russell Wilson lost 15, uh, 15 pounds. And yes, I'm a little jealous that he lost 15 pounds, but he's still Russell Wilson. He's probably still going to be okay, but he's not going to be great. Jimmy G looked, he looked slick. Jacoby Myers looked like a good fit in that offense. Uh, and they got Devonte Adams still that defense. It's young, but maybe there's something there. So I'm going to say my good overreaction. I think the Raiders will win the AFC West. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get why you called it an overreaction. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I do get what you're saying, though. The Raiders did look pretty good this week. Um, and, you know, the thing is, is that the Chargers, as much as they did actually look good, because the Chargers did look good, but they're the Chargers, and they always seem to pull the shenanigans of lo- finding ways to lose games, and they need to figure out how to stop that. Um, because, and then the Chiefs, they lost to the lowly Lions. But here's the thing: is we all know the Chiefs are going to get Kelsey back, and they just mm-hmm. signed Chris Jones for a one-year deal, so they're going to have him back on defense. So the Chiefs are going to get better just by the those additions, because we all know one additional player, especially at Kelsey's level, is is going to make the rest of the receiving court better because I mean, it might, might not give Tooney a pair of hands, but um, the rest of the receivers will have more opportunities to get open because people are going to be too worried about Kelsey. So, um, but I do say I did like how the Raiders looked this week. They were very impressive. Um, I still am going to count it up to week one of the NFL season. And I think they'll come back down to earth and below eventually soon enough. Yeah, I probably should have lessened a little bit and just said that they would make the playoffs in the AFC. Yeah, you should have. Yeah, it's called AFC. (laughs) Yeah, it's still an overreaction. (laughs) I would still call it an overreaction, but it wouldn't be as unrealistic, at least. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, you ready to do our bad overreactions? Yes. Okay, let's do it. So, Eric, what is your NFC overreaction for the bad of week number one? Bears should trade Justin Fields right now. I love that overreaction. Okay, let's go. All right, Justin Fields, he's not a quarterback. He's a running back. I don't know. If you if you watch that game against Green Bay, he did not look like a quarterback. Did he know what team he was throwing the ball to? Uh, <laughs> he, I, they, they traded for DJ Moore, who's a good receiver. Well, he should demand a, pay, a bigger raise because if he's going to try to get any – he's not going to get any balls thrown his way. They're going to be thrown to the ground all the time. I mean – if the ground was the receiver for the Bears, good job, Justin Fields. But it, it, it doesn't count when you hit the ground before the receiver. So uh, the Bears should get rid of him right now. I like that one. And who should trade for uh, who should trade for for Justin Fields? The Jets? Olympic sprint, no, the Olympic oh. sprinting team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it's interesting with the Bears uh, because – they're still, you know, I think sometimes we forget they were still the worst team last year in the NFL. Like a, there was a lot of hype, com- not a, a lot of hype, but there was a, a, a small amount of hype coming into the season where the Bears are going to be a little bit better. It's like, well, 
you weren't really great last year, so it's not hard to be a little better this year. And maybe some some of us kind of like that, oh, maybe they'll be way better. And that it doesn't look to be the case. Their offensive line was not great. Justin Fields didn't have a ton of time to throw the ball. Uh, you're right. He's still not. I mean, his completion percentage isn't bad, uh, but he he only averaged a little under six yards per attempt, which is not great either. Um, and, uh, he, he was sacked four times. Sometimes he held the ball too long as well. Uh, and that defense, man, that defense, just not good. It's just not good. So, you know, trade Justin Fields, at least maybe he has a chance to be something. Else. <laughs> yeah. That's the other route I was thinking of going with that is that, uh, that the bears should go full on tank mode and then move on with it. Um, them their lives but in in the end i I don't think the bear you know like i don't think that's going to be a weekly occurrence i think it's just that it was just it was just a bad game for them i'm not going to say they're going to be a good team they're still going to be a bad team in the nfl but i don't think justin fields is going to look like the bears offense is going to look that bad every single week it's just that it looked rough yeah i don't know if that was a good packer win or this terrible bears offense yeah, they didn't really get going until like the third. Like they didn't even get going. I mean, to say they got going is is an insult to anybody who actually got it going. Like they just, they, it was all garbage time, and it, it's like, can they see get better? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not. I think the Bears are going to have another rough year. I just, I just do, and I think, you know, I, I, I predicted five to six wins. I think that's fair. You, you know, as your team gets better, but it's just not. Uh, yeah. And hopefully Justin Fields can get better. I hope, you know, like I like him. He's electric. He reminds me a little like on the ground, a little bit of Michael Vick, but he he's got to get that arm in there. He's got to be a better passer decision maker. So absolutely. absolutely. Okay. So my bad is sort of similar to yours. The, the Titans need to move on from Ryan Tannehill. Oh man. Do they ever, you know, they have Malik Willis and Will Levitz at, at backing him up. Two two picks, one in the third, one in the second round in the last two years of drafts. Why are we starting this guy? He's 35 years old. We know what he is. He had a below 50% completion percentage against the Saints, three interceptions, and a 10 QBR. The Titans just need to move on and start uh, one of the two young quarterbacks, and that's my overreaction for week one for the bad. Titans need to move on from Tannehill. Well, so I like that you say this is overreaction, but my heart wouldn't be sad about that. I don't really like Tannehill that much, so um, I would, uh, I, I would actually wouldn't be sad. Maybe not right away. Maybe try to give him another shot or two, um, but I, I wouldn't be sad if they moved and tried Malik Willis or even Will Levis just to see if they can improve because. It's not like they can get worse. Well, well, yeah. So here, here's here's sort of the thing with Tannehill and trust. Like I know Tannehill, right? Like oh, we, yeah. me and Tannehill, we know each other. First name basis, Ryan Ryan. We have the same first name, so we know each other. But it's he he does this. Like one game he'll throw three interceptions, and the next game he'll throw two two touchdowns, zero interception. He'll have a seventy percent completion percentage. The Saints' defense is good. And again, it is week one. So I think I'd wait a couple weeks just to see if this is a trend going the right direction. 
a wrong direction, I should should say, and, and like you said, just move on from him. Or if it was just like one of those games that Tannehill has every so often where he's just kind of like, you know, he doesn't show up. He has a bad game, but then the next week he comes out and he's fine. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays next week. Yeah, I get that. I just like to see young guys get chances when I don't like the starting quarterback. No, I, I, like I'm with you there, especially if like the Titans aren't going anywhere. I think the Titans really feel, and I'm not saying I feel this way or even you, but I think they feel like they're they're close to winning that division because last year they had 22 people on IR. So they're like, hey, we're healthy now. And we only lost by one game last year against the Jaguars. So we have a chance to win this division. We'll see if it happens, but that's that's my bad. Um Okay, let's do an ugly. Let's do your ugly. What's your NFC ugly overreaction? The Panthers should ask for a refund on all their picks for Price Young. <laughs> That's good. Uh, they should, and then see if they can tank for Caleb Williams or uh, Drake Maine um, to get an actual quarterback back there. <laughs> but. Uh, he Bryce Young, if you could tell, he just washed up already. He he had he should have had the shortest NFL career in history. He should retire now. Uh, clearly, the Panthers have a much better roster than uh, they should. But Bryce Young is holding them all back. Um, what else can I say? Yeah, under two hundred yards, two interceptions. What, what were they thinking? I mean. Again, it's one of those things like, does he know the color of his team? I know the Falcons and Panthers have dark uniforms, but one of them should have been wearing white. You don't throw it to that old, the wrong color. Come on, guys. So that, that that's my uh, ugly overreaction. He's too small. He just will never get it. It's maybe a waste of pick. Up, he'll be a better quarterback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe when he becomes an adult, uh, yeah. which is funny because he's probably, well, he's, he's bigger than me, uh, sort of. <laughs> I'm a little taller, but he's bigger than me. Um, yeah, he didn't have a good game, but to be fair, like that offensive line is bad, <laughs> and uh, he does his weapons are fine, but a lot of them are over the hill weapons, oh, yeah. and so it's a good overreaction though. That I mean, like it, it wasn't a great game, that's for sure. That's for well, sure. And he, here's a little bit that is serious in that overreaction. This is why you don't trade the farm. Yeah. Is I get it, they got their quarterback, and I do like the move of getting their quarterback, but now they need to find creative ways to get him weapons because they don't have picks to get him weapons anymore. It's hard to build when you had to trade everything to get to that spot. Well, yeah, and they traded a weapon away plus, right, DJ yeah. Moore? Yeah. Yeah. So that that's where it's a little bit of a uh, truth in the – I would say – I like to say truth in the overreaction is because – so I got to be careful doing that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I, I obviously it's his first NFL game. You get, and it's they're gonna the Panthers are not gonna be a great team this year, most likely. Um, I don't think they're gonna be the world's worst team. He was missing DJ Shark was out for that game too, and I don't think that helped anything. Not that he would have made a huge difference, but you know, it's another weapon on the field. Yep. So uh, yeah, but yeah, that would be that would be my that that, that that's where I where I, you know it's like just he'll it'll take time, but yeah, no. Panthers should ask for a refund. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's that's a good point. Um, uh, you know, I was just thinking too because the Falcons were involved. Uh, overaction could have been too like you should draft running backs in the first round because both teams that drafted a running back in the first round won this week. Anyway, uh, 
Uh, okay, my ugly overreaction for the AFC is simply Josh Allen is no longer a top five quarterback. No way. He's just not. He can't be. Three interceptions. He's, he was sacked five times. He fumbled the ball and lost it one time. Uh, he also just recklessly kept running into hits. He got hit so many times. He put his team in a bad position. Uh, he's no longer the Josh Allen of two years ago. He'll never be the Josh Allen of two years ago again. His best days are behind him. He'll never be a top five quarterback again. What a rough, what a rough way to end the and and uh, uh, his career right here. Just all, all downhill. I mean, yeah, I mean, they should bench him now. Don't don't trade him. Why would you do that to another team? <laughs> well, let's not go. Let's not over. Let's not overreact here. <laughs> but no, um, th- it is a concern though with Josh Allen. He is a little turnover. He's been a little turnover happy lately. Um, and I don't know if he's trying to match Jameis's uh thirty for thirty there, but it's not a good look for you. But mm-hmm. You know, in all honesty, we all know Josh Allen will bounce back and he'll have those that run probably this year. But, I mean, those hits, I know yeah. he's a big guy. It just makes me so nervous. Yeah. Like, he might get retired because of those hits. Yeah. So, you got to be careful. I get it. He's a big dude. He can take the punishment. But, you know, still one of those things where it's just like, I would rather not see my quarterback take those hits, but he'll be fine. The Bills will be fine. They'll. They, they, I call this week one shenanigans. He just should have stopped throwing the Jordan Whitehead for whatever reason. He got confused. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, and 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 what what surprised me about that game, which I didn't really talk about when I did like my my YouTube clip about it, is like, or or maybe I did a little bit, but just the fact that like they led the game. They were up thirteen to three for for a, a a long period of time, and uh, for some reason, they still only ran the ball with Cook twelve times, and he averaged about four yards a carry. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't understand when you lead the game so why why you like for for that long? Why you feel the need to continually drop back and pass and try to prove something? Um, he, he seemed impatient. He wanted to get the game over with kind of like step on their throats a little bit, but I think that's what hurt them. And I wish the coaching staff would kind of rein it in a little bit when they see him acting like this and just be like, Hey, let's run the ball more. Let's end the game quicker. Well, and that's where you need your, uh, your coaching staff to tell you, Hey, you know, calm down. You need to, we can calm this down. We can take our time. The game ain't gonna get any over any quicker if you're turning over the ball. It's gonna go worse for you. So that's where you need the coaching staff to step in a little bit because Josh Allen still isn't that old. He still needs some more experience under his belt. So um, I I don't disagree with that. But yeah, no, he uh, he had a rough game. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. So before we move on, because we're going to talk a little bit about your team and my team, but before we move on, any other overreactions that you want to just throw out there? Um, no, not really. You covered my other one that I was going to make as a joke, but, um, uh, so, but I would say draft running backs in the first round, clearly it works, but yeah. you covered that one a little bit. Um, oh, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Just, I, I got to add it because I know a lot of Packer fans listen to the podcast. Jordan Love, Hall of Famer, obviously. I mean, come on. After that performance, <laughs> after, after that performance, uh, how could you not think he's a Hall of Famer? I'm just throwing that out there. 
yeah, no, you know, he did have a really good game. It's hard to say that he didn't play well, but you played well against probably the worst team in your division. So good yeah, for it, you. Right. And, and here's the thing. There was two. Okay. So I want to give him, I was impressed by both his touchdown passes. One, he was in the pocket. Uh, he showed a lot of patience and he waited for like, I think it was Dobbs in, in the middle of the end zone to get open and he didn't rush it. And that was a really good pass. And then there was the other one where he threw it. Like it had to be a perfect pass to Dobbs. It was kind of a fade route and it was over the uh, Chicago bear defender. That was a real nice one, but he, he had 245 yards and two, the like a hundred of those yards were basically on two plays where one was a screen pass to Aaron Jones. Um, and another one was when he fumbled the well, the snap was fumbled, right? And and it it jumped back up to him, and he had a tight end like wide open down the field, and he just threw it to the tight end that's wide open. Now again, that's great poise in that situation, but it's not hard to complete a wide open pass to someone that far downfield. And I think his third touchdown was just a really quick slant to, slant to Aaron Jones. It was like five yards down the field and he just ran yeah. for a touchdown. So it's just like, those are three big plays right there. Like, so, so you didn't really have to, like, I, it's not that I think I gave, I think I give him, like, if I had to grade him, I'd be like a B or a B plus, like, because he did show poise and he did good things, but it was with like one of the worst defenses of performances that we've seen in week one, like that defense did not cover anyone. It, there wasn't like a ton of challenging throws. It wasn't like they had a ton of pressure on love. I just, I just didn't think it was the degree of difficulty. Wasn't really high for him. Uh, he did what he had to do. He won great. Awesome. B B plus, but I'm not going to be like, Oh, that was an amazing game just because you beat maybe the worst defense in your division. Oh yeah. But I mean, if you're a Packer fan, you got to be encouraged. He had no. a game. You only play who's scheduled in front of you. No, that's all you can do. You can't be encouraged. <laughs> no, no, man. No, you're right. Okay. Now let's just take a moment. We're going to talk a little bit about your team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You didn't get a chance to talk about them because I told you not to pick them for your overreaction. So here's your opportunity. Uh, you know, a lot of people were down on the bucks going into the year. Baker Mayfield quarterback. You try to tell us during the preview podcast, like, I don't think they're going to be that bad. Obviously it's just week one. You influence me enough to pick the Vikings. I mean, to pick the Bucks to beat the Vikings. So tell us what you saw. What maybe a couple, maybe two things you really liked, and maybe a, a, a concern or two you had as well. The the biggest things I liked is the pressure they were able to generate on Kirk Cousins. Um, the, like uh, one of my biggest concerns coming into the season was how were they going to get pressure on the quarterback when. They they haven't been they don't have like uh, Shaq Barrett just came back off of a major injury and he's their big pressure guy so they didn't have another other guy but they got a lot of pressure I um, Antoine Winfield Jr. looked amazing blitzing he looked like he had a really good game um, and then their defense overall I mean the big thing I would like I think I said this even in their preview podcast when we were talking about the NFC South the Bucks have a good defense mm-hmm. if they can if they can. I could see them averaging holding people around 20 points a game. So all the offense needs to do is put up more than 20 points. That's why I like Tampa this year. Um, so the defense looked really good. You know, you had Justin Jefferson. He went off the first half. There's no lie. He had a really good first half. But then they made adjustments, and he only had 12 yards in the second half. And what else could you possibly want? 
The thing I didn't like, the first half offense did not look good. Um, Baker did not look comfortable with what he was doing. The run game, I thought, would have been better. Um, their offensive line didn't do too bad, but in all honesty, the offense did not look good in that first half. Obviously, they turned it around a bit in the second half, but how do you have three turnovers and only 10 points is beyond me. Uh, you get you get plus three in the turnovers, you should win by double-digit points. Yeah. And they only won by three points. So that is a, that is my biggest concern when it comes to that game. Yeah, I would agree. I would say your run, you know, we talked about this on your preview. Baker is going to be good and comfortable if you do two things, protect him and you have some sort of run game. Like he's that type of quarterback. You average 2.2 yards a game. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not great. Not great. No, so that's not great. So like you said, Baker probably didn't look comfortable, especially in the first half because he wasn't getting that run game. Um, that he he kind of needs to to use that play action to to get like long plays downfield or guys open because you get the the linebackers and safeties to jump up, so that that will need improvement again. It's just week one, but yeah, you should be happy with your defense because, like you said, like Jefferson went off. They made adjustments. They slowed him down. Uh, the Vikings offense was only able to muster up a seven points in the fourth quarter. Didn't do anything in the third quarter. So. Um, you know, your run defense was there all game. They only ran the ball 11 times, but it was it was there because they didn't allow them to do too much. Uh, so that's that's a positive for the Bucks as well. So I think I think there's some things obviously to look at to be like, oh, this is really exciting. But there's also some concerns that you want to see fixed by the uh, next week when you guys play the Bears. Well, I mean, the nice part about versing the Bears, they don't have Justin Jefferson or Jordan Addison or, or a defense Osborne or a defense. Well, neither does the Vikings, which that's the other part of like got to be a part of your concern is the Vikings yeah. don't have a very good defense, but the, the offense couldn't move. So maybe this will be like a get right week where they'll figure out how to move the offense on a bad defense. I'll be very this week. I really want Tampa to win by double digits. Um, obviously you want him to win by double digits every week, but then I'll be, I'm going to feel a lot more confident about them winning the NFC South. If they win by double digits and their offense looks like it gets a little bit back on track. That's my, that's my biggest concern because there was a couple missed opportunities by the offense where like Baker just missed the pass. Um, Mike Evans drops a slant for a touchdown Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I, I love to say he doesn't do that, but I can point out one, one time a year, almost every year where he just drops a for sure touchdown for whatever reason. Um, and then, um, I mean, I, I just want to, and I want to see that run game get better because that will help Baker out tremendously. So yeah. not just because I have Rashad Wright on my fantasy team. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, and, and again, this could be a get right game with the bears coming up. Can you, can you fix your offense, especially the way the bears played against the Packers? It should, it shouldn't be too difficult. Uh, if you continue to struggle offensively, that'll be concerning the next week. Obviously the bucks have the Eagles, Saints, Lions, Falcons, that Saints, Falcons, uh, well, then they have the uh, by Lions and Falcons, but that Saints Falcons, if you can go, you know, and be like four and two beating the Fal- Falcons and Saints, especially those two teams, that'll be big. That'll be big. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really expect them to beat the Eagles because, you know, the Eagles are just, a, they are a good team. 
Um, but uh, I think you know the, those are, those are the now they should win. My, I I don't know. I gotta look at who where they're at in for against the Saints before I decide who I think they can. But I but I think they can beat the Falcons for, uh, just fine. So you know, like if you're going into your bye four and two for the Buccaneers, you, you, I'm very confident that they'll win the division because they'll have two division wins also, and then they play the Panthers and twice. And if Bryce Young continues looking like this guy. I'll be wrong that the the Panthers will be worse than the uh, Falcons, but uh, I mean the Panthers will be better than the Falcons. But I will not be I will not be sad about that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So I'll just give you my quick thoughts and on the Dolphins. Okay. Uh, Tua a minus game. He had four hundred sixty six yards passing, three touchdowns, and interception. Uh, just quickly, I dock him some points. He underthrew both Tyreek and Waddle for touchdowns. Uh, I I I swear to you not. If you watch that game, the Dolphins could have had like fifty points easy. They they were running open all day. Uh, the Dolphins have an interception and fumble. They lost the turnover battle by two, and they still put up thirty six points. So um, they fumbled like inside the ten yard line when they were in scoring position. That was on the center cornerback exchange. Uh, which was a bummer. And then he threw a, a ball to uh 5'9 wide receiver Braxton Berrios, a jump ball, a jump ball, <laughs> which I was just like, what is he doing there? But other than that, like amazing. He he had one deep ball that he threw to Tyree, Tyreek where he had to like go off of his, it was like his third choice, stepped up into the pocket and just let it go. And it was like a dart. And I'm like, dude, why don't you do this more? I actually think he puts too much air he he puts too much touch on the balls that he throws to Tyreek and Waddle. I think that's what it is because when he lasers it, it's on it's on point. But man, like when he he has time and he puts that touch on it, it just never gets where he wants to go. Uh, defense run defense is bad. I don't know if you saw that, but we allowed over like two hundred yards rushing, so we got to fix that. Uh, other than that, the secondary was fine, and we got to get better pressure on Herbert or any quarterback for that matter. Uh, but all in all, it was an awesome game. Go I, Dolphins! I how did the uh, run game do for the Dolphins? I didn't, I didn't it was fine to me. Well, no, right because they don't run like they yeah. they pass to set up the run, and they don't run a lot. But it was fine. Mostert looked good. Uh, I think he averaged four yards, um, but okay. he only had like ten carries. You know, like they don't. Yeah, yeah you know. Um, real, real quick, one other thing: Tyreek, best wide receiver in football. Like he's just the reason why. He is so fast. He cannot be covered. Like the fact that he's being double and he gets open anyway is stupid. I don't understand. Like no receiver should do that. So to me, if if you take age out of it, if you're just like one season, to me, you'd want Tyreek because what, what was interesting is safeties have to play 35 yards downfield covering Tyreek. When Tyreek's on their side of the field, they're 35 yards downfield. And then you try to bracket him, he finds a way to get open anyway because he's just so fast and quick and special. I so what I wouldn't say he's the best receiver in the league just because I'd still take Justin Jefferson over him. But... I would take Jefferson over him because he's he's really good in his age too. But yeah. But I'm not saying it's by a lot. So, um, either. So, but, um, what I'll say about the Dolphins is, is what's kind of scary for the rest of the league is they didn't play a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they lost a turnover battle. 
Tua, he looked amazing outside of, I, I will never understand the jump ball to a five foot nine receiver, um, but he looked really dang good with some bad decisions still in there. And it's like, so in theory, if he can get that cleaned up, by the way, this is his first game back after being gone all almost all year last year. So yeah, can, the back half of the year, yeah. Yeah, so if he can stay healthy, and in theory, he should just get better, which is scary thinking. Um, I'm not trying to say, like, you know, the Dolphins are going to be the best team, but my gosh, that offense is so scary. Because like you were saying, they have to play 35 yards off of Tyreek. Well, what do they have to do on the other side with Jalen Waddle, who's yep. almost as quick as Tyreek? Yeah, and like that that team is just a scary team in the NF uh, in the AFC there because they can they they can keep up with anybody, they can outscore anybody. The question is, can people keep up with him them? And that's how they're going to have to beat them is in a shootout because there's nobody with two cornerbacks that can keep up with both those receivers. And you could try, you could try, but like I said, like they they were showing like replays of Tyreek and how people are trying to double him and he would be like he'd get like three yards away and then Tua would just hit him in the middle of the field at one point in the game it was like halfway through the game they were averaging like 24 yards per reception yeah well and here's that's the crazy thing. yeah they don't have to be big passes they're not no. always long passes I, there was a play I've seen the Tyreek, and I swear I've seen the opposite end, where it's just a crossing route to Tyreek or a crossing route to Jalen Waddle, and they take the long route because they're going to just outrun everybody. Like when they get the ball, all of a sudden they're like doing the thing you don't really encourage players to do, which is run backwards a little bit, but they'll run backwards because they're going to get another 15 yards forward in like two seconds. They're just so dang quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it, it to me, it's. It's very, very scary for the rest of the AFC on that um, if they keep improving. Now, the biggest issue I have with Miami is two is one concussion away from being yeah. out of the NFL. Yeah. So, like, that's my biggest concern right now. So I'm really hoping that that doesn't happen, but that's, like, my biggest concern. And it's like, could he be an MVP candidate? Like, I mean, it's week one, but Based off the sample size we have from him last year up until this game this year, would you think that Tua can easily be an MVP candidate? Because I think he could be this year. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, he can. He's just got to stay healthy. The The run defense as well is a little concerning, especially like next week we play the Patriots and like they're going to just try to, um, uh, what's it called? Speed up the game, like, you know, slow it down, kind of like try to, limit Miami's possessions. I think that's what they're mm-hmm. going to do and just keep running the ball. So Miami's got to fix that. Otherwise that would, um, uh, you know, be unfortunate, you know, like I think th- I don't want to get too hyped because Bill Belichick, but Tua has not lost to Bill Belichick yet. So maybe just maybe we'll be okay. Uh, but um, I, I just worry about that run defense. That It looked really bad. So. Yeah, I, I get that, but you know, you don't need to have a great run defense when you just outscore your other opponent, your your uh, who you're versing. That's true. No. That's true. That's true. Okay, man. Anything else for today's podcast? Um, no. I mean, just a big thing to anybody. Just remember, it's week one in the NFL. Yeah. the The weirdest week of the regular season is always week one. Um, you know the 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 people that are riding high right now, like me, you. Um, 
Cowboy fans, Packer fans, um, Niner fans. Just remember, I mean, a lot of these teams might actually still be really good a couple weeks from now, but just remember it's week one. This is not the full-blown NFL season. It goes right back at you guys with the – that's on the lowest points right now. Giants fans, I'm looking at you. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh fans, I'm looking at you. It didn't look pretty for you, but it's week one. Bengal fans especially. <laughs> uh, it's week one. Remember, there's another 16 weeks left in the season. This is the weirdest weekend of football. Strange things will happen. And in three weeks from now, we'll be going to be looking back. If there's going to be teams, we're looking back and be like, how did they do this now? So, or why were this bad? So just remember that. Yeah, no, that's a good reminder. Yeah, it's just week one. Mm-hmm. Okay, man. Good, good PSA right there. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me. Um, thank, yeah, thanks everybody else for listening. If you haven't yet, go check out our YouTube channel. I'm going to post p- clips of the podcast, but we also just do like exclusive YouTube channel stuff as well. Uh, where we do like 10 minute clips of sometimes it could be game reactions, injury reactions or trade reactions. Um, and uh, also uh, check us out on uh, Instagram as well. And Twitter. Thanks so much for watching or listening. I should say, I hope you guys enjoyed and we'll talk to you guys soon.